And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Number 13, greetings everyone, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mr. and Mrs. America, and all the ships at sea, captains, courageous, and princes of the universe, all of you conversationalists everywhere, good to have you all here. My name is Jason Hunt, I am the editor-in-chief at Sci-Fi For Me, which has survived 13 years now. <laughs> and so we are going to be celebrating a little bit today. Happy to have you all along. We are broadcasting live to YouTube, Facebook, and Odyssey. At least it looks like Odyssey is broadcasting. I don't know. We'll see. And you are here as well. We're happy to have you. If you are here with us live, the chat is open. If you're not with us live, you can always leave a comment. And uh, email is always open, of course. Live from the bunker at scifireforme.com. We also are available on a number of podcast platforms, and we have listeners from around the world. We're glad you're with us as well. And uh, we'll see what happens here. I see Keely in the chat, Dave's in the chat, Whatabout's in the chat. Ahoy to all of you. Good to have you with us. And we've got uh, kind of not really a plan today. It was just, uh, I, I figured I'd put on a tie and would say, hey, we're 13. I don't have any candles to blow out either, Mrs. Boss. We need, uh, we need, we need candles. Do we have candles? We don't have any candles down here, which is actually probably not a bad thing because, you know, fire in a basement is probably not, um, not the best thing to do. But anywho, yes, we are, uh, 13 years old today. 2009 is when this got started. We are not going to celebrate like it's 1999. We're not going to celebrate like it's 2009. I'm in a much better, happier place now than I was in 2009 when all this started, uh, which is a story in and of itself. But it, it's been it's been a very interesting ride, and I'm glad that all of you have been around for at least part of it. You're here. Uh, you're you're the reason why we continue to do this. And uh, as long as as people show up and appreciate what we do, I guess we'll keep doing. So um, we'll see. All right, uh, we do have a couple of people here waiting backstage. Let me get to this, and. Let me get to this. And here we go. Uh, let me wait. Let me turn this. Yes, there we go. Okay, yes. SB the Every Freire and Christopher Hoffman are here in the the group with us. Welcome, you two. Hello. Uh, <laughs> Keely says, here's to 13 years of covering good science fiction, fantasy, and horror into another 13 years. Well, I appreciate that. I'll take that now. Good science fiction, fantasy, and horror. We also cover the bad science fiction, fantasy, and horror. So, so there is that. 
Uh, SB, you've got a guest there. Is that? Uh... I I'll probably have a couple more in a minute. <laughs> I don't see Battle Hog anywhere. Where's Where's? I gave him some hay, so, mm. but he'll be in as he finishes it. <laughs> Speaking of hay, I think... I, I've I've been looking at uh, the process of growing potatoes. We started a garden here at the at the, at the compound, and and yeah. I seen the pictures on Instagram and stuff. Potatoes actually seem like they're fairly easy to do and it involves hay. So, you know, we've got a whole big, you know, bale of hay back there that we got to we got to spread out. So, um, potatoes. Just, well, you know. and it, it takes a long time for them to go bad, yeah. you know. So yeah. By the way, this is you're you're on <laughs> you're on camera now by the way if if that's a if that's a thing. So, just letting you know. <laughs> uh so anyway so what are y'all up to today uh just uh me uh, i've got a i've got a day off just kind of hunkering down because of the weather um you know just uh having a bit of a movie marathon and took a break to to wish you happy 13 years well, I appreciate that. And uh, for those of you who are, may not be familiar, Mr. Hoffman is the host of Vault of the Killer Bees over on, uh, usually usually takes place during Good Morning Multiverse, and then we break it out separate by itself. And that's, uh, that's where uh, the discussion takes place of all of the schlock, B-movie drive-in type fair, and uh, we're we're very happy to have that segment along. So what what's uh, what's up on the on the slate? What have you got coming up that uh, people can look forward to? Yeah, actually, um, I've got a really fun one. It's uh, Hard Rock Zombies, <laughs> and it's from 1986, and it's a uh, Bollywood-esque glam rock musical with uh, zombies who come back from the grave and uh, look more like members of KISS than zombies. <laughs> um, and, oh, yeah, there's there's actually a hidden Hitler in here, too. He, he makes an appearance uh, as the bad guy, of course. Of course. Um and yeah, it's it's hilariously bad. It's really, really bad, but it's so fun. And then uh, we've got a woman in prison movie that's outrageous. Reform School Girls, starring Wendy O. Williams of the Plasmatics from. Uh, Let's see, the early to mid-80s. She was a, a punkstress. <laughs> and uh, this is great. This is, is so fun. It's so bad. It's great. Slash dance. It's a uh, Giallo-esque uh, mystery about uh, dancers who are auditioning for a uh, role in a chorus line. And um, each time they go to audition... Um, it is their last audition and yeah, it's, it's, it's great. All it's right. great. That's it's, audition. it's like, Oh, 
that's it. I'm done. Yeah, right? Oh, yes. Oh, I can't believe I survived that. Yeah, I I, I, I can sympathize. <laughs> well, and, and that calls to mind some of the stuff that uh, that that Tim and Leslie have been talking about over on foreign bodies with their, with their horror discussions of things that are made outside the United States. We've got a special edition. Well, I say special edition. We're going to run a foreign bodies today at five 30 central, uh, where they're going to be taking up part two of their discussion of folk horror. And one of the, one of the films is, uh, called blood on Satan's claw. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's in that same, that same vein as everything else. SB, what have you been working on? I haven't, haven't talked to you in a while and, and you've been kind of busy and, and kind of hunkered down and what's up with you? Well, um, they found out even fairies can get Crohn's disease. Oh. So I I have Crohn's now. Don't worry. I used to have colitis. It's basically the same thing. It's just moved upward. Oh, it's, it's, um, it's evolved. Huh? Yes, it's evolved. You're... So um, there was there was that little snafu. So I haven't been working as much except for voiceover and um, kind of planning. I've been writing. I'm writing another show, like a one person show. And um, well, today. Uh, the daddy and I alternate with the pig because he goes into the office one day and then, you know, back and forth. Right. So the pig doesn't his box. So I'm on, I'm on stay at home pig duty today. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I have my live stream that I do pretty much, I would say five nights a week, sometimes six. And then the radio, the big dumb fun show. I do that on Monday. You're still doing that. Okay. All right. So how it's are, how is the... I'm... go ahead sorry go ahead good ahead. i just said he never asked like he he never had a another person come in and so i just <laughs> keep coming so you're you're there by default i guess huh so yeah. <laughs> how's your how are your live streams going you're over on twitch sb the every fair where can where can people find you there um so yeah i do my live stream on twitch and it's it is just sb the every fairy um and it's usually around like nine o'clock. It's kind of later in the evening because I have some insomniac Europeans um, <laughs> that come faithfully. <laughs> and then um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Got so, it. and TikTok is a lot of, I, I did it, you know, just because like my agent asked me to. I, I'm not trying to get TikTok famous, you know, like everybody's like, <laughs> I'm gonna be TikTok famous. Oh my gosh, no. But I've, there's an art to it. And now I just create these really random, funny videos. You know, I've, should... I've not gotten into TikTok. I, part of that is I'm old and oh, curmudgeon and <laughs> I'm set in my ways and I don't want to take on another social media. But it's, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I look at it and I'm like, we really we don't need to do this, do we? No, we don't. Well, no, your we that's a little different from my format, you yeah. know. Like, yeah, it is. Me, <laughs> uh, you know, you have a whole like, you know, empire. Nah, so. not yet, not yet. <laughs> We're working on it though. <laughs> Eventually, we'll take over the world, but you know, there are some setbacks. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 been interesting. Now, S SB occasionally will drop in on this show for uh, what we call fairy pee, 
mm-hmm. and do uh, we'll do like a call in and stuff because you actually end up uh, almost almost with therapeutic sessions and some of your stuff the way the way that people just kind of unload on you is that still going on oh yeah more than ever and in my discord um the ones that i'm really close to that have been with me you know since the beginning i mean we do video chats and and voice chats like private ones and everything and they're from all over the world so you know and i let them nothing shocks me anymore by this point so (laughs) i let them talk about whatever they want to talk about and I guess talking to a fairy is easier than talking to a therapist or your parents or a teacher sometimes. So here I am. <laughs> <laughs> when well, here you are. All right. Well, um, okay. So what do we do next? Let's see. Because we, uh, we're, we're kind of bouncing a little bit today. Um, why don't we do this? If any of you have a question in the chat for any of us, uh, and it's, you know, open season i guess right now in the meantime here's what you're going to do for a second i'm gonna i'm going to uh run you through sort of a very quick oral history of sci-fi for me a very 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 brief one this started in 2009 like i mentioned the sci-fi channel changed their brand in the feb in february of that year and a lot of people were not happy with it because at the time with the people that were in charge, the Sci-Fi Channel started to feel like they were moving away from their core audience and their core programming of science fiction. There was wrestling on, uh, there was a cooking show on, there was the, all these reality shows, you know, scare tactics and, and, and that sort of thing. And people had the impression, the, 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 the general consensus was that Sci-Fi Channel was trying not to be a Sci-Fi Channel anymore. It's trying to be like a USA 2 type of thing. And when they changed their brand to Sci-Fi with the new spelling, the S-Y-F-Y, the official reason was for branding and licensing purposes, for merchandise and stuff, because the Sci-Fi Channel couldn't be trademarked. Ignoring the fact that Universal, NBC Universal, owned the trademark to the Sci-Fi Channel and, and had abandoned it and let it lapse, as people pointed out. So there was all this uh, online discussion. We just want a Sci-Fi Channel. We just want a channel that's science fiction and only science fiction. No cooking, no wrestling, no nothing. And I had the idea back then. I was like, well, it doesn't have to be a cable channel. Why don't why Why couldn't we put something online? This is back... In the days when Netflix was still sending out DVDs, Blockbuster, you know, all of all of that was still going on. There wasn't there wasn't all of the all of the streaming stuff like you see now. And so when I had this idea, the original idea was much more ambitious than anything that we've managed to do so far. Uh, and and I was humbled very 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 quickly uh, after we started. But was the, you know, the idea was that we'd start a new channel. And take all of the Sci-Fi Channel's audience hasn't quite worked out that way. But you know, the, this you know, having the .dot com and having a TV channel, a video channel, and and putting the other podcasts and and that sort of thing has always been there from the beginning. We've been we've always been a mix of the types of of media content that we provide, and and it's evolved over the years. There've been a lot of different changes. A lot of people have come and gone. It's a rotating. Uh, revolving door of staff because everybody's a volunteer here 
and there's really not that much in the way of requirements for people to contribute. I mean, if you're interested in, in contributing and if you're a big, you know, if you're a fan of genre, whether it's science fiction or fantasy or horror or comic books or video games, there's a place here. And my ultimate goal is to get this thing big enough and solid enough that it's generating enough revenue that we actually can create jobs with it and start paying people to contribute. And, and you know, one of these days, maybe that'll happen. But, you know, here we are 13 years later and it's still an all volunteer operation, which is fine. Uh, but it's, you know, it's it's a it's one of those things that just still kind of is in the back of my head. I really I really want this to be a thing. Uh, but you know, we'll get there eventually. It's, it's those, it's, I, I've made the joke. This is going to be a 15 year overnight success. So maybe we got two more years to go. I don't know. We'll see. So anyway, it is, uh, it is one of those things where we deal with, let me go through the schedule for today because like I mentioned earlier, we've got foreign bodies at five 30 today, six 30 Eastern five 30 central. After that, at uh, at 8 p.m. Uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, we are going to be over on R.J. Carter's uh, stream over on Critical Blast, and then we will also in the 9 p.m. Eastern hour, we will. I'm going to pop in over on Pizza Medi's open mic stream, and then we'll be over on Chaos Central, The Rule of Three. Uh, with uh, with Christopher Knight, and then at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central, we're going to be over on the Dojo Kun Comics Shill Shack. So all of that stuff going on. I'm still waiting to hear back from a couple of other people, see if we can get on some other streams. But all of this is going on today. We'll be posting links over on social media and whatnot. Speaking of which, let me put those up. We are on 10 different social media platforms. <coughs> Which, probably not a good idea, but there, there we are. Uh, we've basically kind of staked a claim so nobody else can. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, which is all cosplay. Gab, Minds, MeWe, Parlor, Getter, Locals. So anybody can find us over there. We do have a Discord, but I uh, haven't done very much with it. Uh, same with the subscribe star. We don't have very much over there yet. Uh, if you want to support us financially, there's that. There's the PayPal tip jar. And, of course, we do invite you to sign up for the newsletter. Now, I think I've come up with a new a new thing. And I want to... I'm not sure exactly if I want to... I'm not sure exactly how to do this. But I think I'm going to stop asking people to subscribe to anything. And the reason for that is that our subscription, our subscriber numbers, it, it grows. It grows organically. People find us, and, and they like what we do. They stick around. But it feels to me like it's almost counterproductive. And and I don't I don't know SB maybe you can uh, maybe you can give me some some advice here from the the psychological sociological thing if I keep asking people hey subscribe to our channel no I don't want to <laughs> see okay this is my I have I have a very strong opinion on this that's why I was like nodding with you I I do not have like I have a donate button and a subscribe button so you can 
but it's not like flashing with arrows and blah, blah, blah. You know, like it's there, it's visible, but because the only people that can blatantly ask for money and will get it like, and you'll watch it, like go to their streams and you'll just see money rolling in. Right. Is I, I'm sorry. This is just what they're called. The titty streamers, which I am not, <laughs> you know, but, and they're, they're always in like the hot tub category and everything. Right. And they don't really do anything except like, jump up and down the music and hula hoop and bikinis and that kind of thing. Um, they will get the money all the time. And they even have a goal set for each night that they stream. Yeah. And then, or someone who is, and I'm not trying to be insensitive, but someone who's really sad or has an illness and they just literally like on TikTok, for example, they'll put out five videos a day about how depressed they are. And, you know, and to me, that's kind of like a cop out, like, begging using you know your illness or disability to you know solicit money from people because i mean i could whine and cry about having crohn's and having no colon and but i don't i don't bring it you know like i so i feel like those are the only people that ever actually get away you know with asking for money everybody else is like why should I, you know? So that's why I quit. Well, and, and I see Keely's mentioned in the chat, Nerdrotic Geeks and Gabers and Midnight's Edge. And, and yes, we've been around a lot longer than any of those channels. And a lot of channels on YouTube are doing fairly well as far as like Super Chats and that kind of thing. Um, I My my thing is, uh, and I think one of the reasons why our, our growth has been slow-ish has, be, uh, has been because we're not... We're not your typical YouTube channel where we're leaning into the anger and the hate and the rage and the I don't like this and it's corrupted and it's terrible and oh my god everything's falling apart is all you know burning to the ground and some people respond to that positively the people who who continue to come back here they they see that but I'm like you know I think I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna start not asking people to subscribe because if you like what we're doing you'll subscribe or you won't. And and really, the number of subscribers, yes, it helps with the YouTube algorithm and all that kind of thing, but, you know, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at the analytics right now. We're almost, you know, 58% of the people who come in and see what we do here are not subscribed. Uh, okay, that's fine. You know, you like what we do. You keep coming back. That's what counts. So, I don't know. It is, maybe it's just... Maybe it's just wisdom that comes with age. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, think of your age groups that like the younger ones, obviously, like I say 18 and over, but I have a couple of teenagers who have it kind of rough. They're in Europe and and I don't say anything. I let them come in and, you know, like where are they going to get money? You know, if they're like 15 years old, you know what I mean? Like. So I, I get, I get that. And, and honestly, I do, I keep up my stream. It's not, it's not making me, you know, rich by any means, but I've stayed doing it because I formed this little band of, of misfits and they feel safe there. And, you know, they can, they can count on me to, to be there in discord or, or streaming, you know, if, if they need something. Yeah. And so that's what I do. I wish, you know, I wish I had more of a budget so I could have, you know, production, value but you know uh, well, they just and, get me you know and and there's and there's something to be said for for uh, a production value that 
looks lower budget than it might be. I mean, uh, Christopher's got, you know, Vault of the Killer Bees, and we make it deliberately look like it's, you know, the low budget stuff from the 80s because, you know, we're covering the, the schlock stuff, you know, the blockbuster video, you find it on the bottom shelf when there's nothing else that you've seen. You know, I've watched all this stuff. Let's, let's, now it's time to go through the asylum library and, and see what kind of knockoffs we can watch. Uh, so it's, it's one of those things, Christopher, do you have, do you have particular ambitions for that show, uh, that, that maybe we haven't discussed yet? Yeah. Um, actually, I mean, I, I'd like to have the, um, more of, uh, more segments, you know, out, um, and hopefully, um, I can get some panelists on, um, to do, uh, sort of like a roundtable discussion on some of these uh, crazy, crazy movies because, um, like the one that I just talked about, Slash Dance, the majority of the cast is uh, or were members of the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling from the '80s, that syndicated <laughs> show, and and so it's it's it would be great to bounce you know that off of somebody you know because you've got like Matilda the Hun playing <laughs> you know this uh this repo woman you know and, oh, and 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 there's actually a bit of a well it's a it's a sting takedown scene you know like cop takedown uh but it's got like the wrestling in it and it's just it's just one of those like rare you know breed of film that uh begs to be like oh my god did you see this i can't believe it you know <laughs> And, and I would love to, you know, to bounce that off of someone who has, you know, an, an appreciation of, of like schlock, you know, and knows what it is. Sure. And, and uh, I, I love that thing, like Mystery Science Theater, you know, like I love doing commentary and stuff during just like either bizarre or horrible movies. I, I have a really fun time. I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a break and then we'll talk a little bit more on the other side of it. So everybody stand by here. Uh, the, the 13th anniversary continues right after this. Don't go anywhere. We're not puny gods, just puny podcasters. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Sci-Fi For Me is about to take you on an incredible journey into the realms of science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Interviews with writers, filmmakers, artists, and actors. Conventions and fandom. Previews and reviews of movies and television. Sci-Fi For Me is working to be the most popular science fiction magazine in the solar system. Subscribe now and enter the fantastic world of Sci-Fi For Me, delivering the multiverse since 2009. Foreign Bodies, Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV. Back live from the bunker, Jason Hunt here. Celebrating 13 years. Sci-Fi For Me dot is where we got started. Sci-Fi for me.tv right now points to our YouTube channel where we are broadcasting live. The chat is active. We're also broadcasting to Facebook and Odyssey. 
and that's spelled differently than what you might expect. O-D-Y-S-E-E. If you want to join us over there. And it's it's one of those things. It was funny. I was digging. I was I was cleaning out uh, some old files in in the drives, and ran across our 10.0 revival plan. Those of you who have not been here for a while, back in 2018, we took a break. We took uh, we took a little bit of a break. Quite a quite a quite a while. Uh, actually, where a lot of things had kind of uh, hit a speed bump, hit a hit a little bit of a of a of a breaking point, and I said, okay, well, let's just everything just let's just take a pause and and regroup a little bit and figure out what we're going to do. If we want to keep doing this, and at the end of all of that. I had said, okay, well, we've got our we've got our tenth anniversary coming up. There were a couple of other things where some other 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 people were having events and whatnot, and so I thought, okay, the timing of it is such we could we could come back in 2019, and so I put together this really long, extensive brainstorming piece of papers, like 30 pages long, various different ideas. And a lot of a lot of that is still sitting there in the gestation uh, front. But eventually, one of these days, we will uh, we will implement a number of things. I've got I've got some ideas from some killer shows. It's just, you know. Manpower and resources and whatnot. Uh, Dave in the chat says, "Is there any one particular memory that stands out in your mind over the past thirteen years that's worth sharing?" Um, any one particular, <coughs> excuse me, one particular memory? Uh, I I don't I don't know that there's one in particular that sticks out. I mean, there's so many different things. I do recall. Uh, our very first interview that we ever did for the channel, it was about uh, a week after we had launched. And we went to Planet Comic Con and interviewed. Our first interview was Aaron Gray, uh, who played uh, Wilma Deering on the Buck Rogers TV show. And I didn't, I didn't do that interview. Kevin Dilmore, who writes Star Trek novels and, and uh, does some stuff over for the Hallmark Channel, or not Hallmark Channel, for Hallmark itself. He conducted the interview, and I ran the camera, because at that point, you know, sci-fi for me was me. I didn't have anybody at the time, because we had just started. So uh, that day, we, we talked to we talked to Aaron Gray, we talked to Sarah Douglas from Superman 2, you know, played Ursa. Uh, we talked to um, Tom Kane. That was actually the first time that we interviewed Tom, was where I met him. <laughs> And then we had um, uh, some interviews with uh, <coughs> some comic book creators before anybody knew who they were. Matt Fraction among them, and uh, we interviewed Dennis Helpless and Kevin Mellon, uh, who were who were working on a comic book at the time. Kevin now is a storyboard artist for the animated show Archer, and uh, Matt Fraction and uh, Dennis Helpless have gone on to write for Marvel and and. I think DC, I I think I want to say that Dennis is doing some stuff for DC, but I can't remember for sure. 
So they've gone on to you know, be, you know, remember when types. And uh, really, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess one particular achievement. Hello, Manny in the chat. Good to see you. I think one one particular achievement that I think is one of our one of our points of pride, one of our moments where I can look back and say we did this really well was our coverage of Worldcon because nobody had ever done it before. Nobody's done it since where you know we took the studio essentially out onto the floor of a of a convention. And Worldcon uh, 74, I think it was was here in Kansas City in 2016. It was the second event Mrs. Boss had ever been a part of because uh, she had just joined. What? Uh, no, now you're going to... Okay. And uh, <clears throat> and it was one of those things where um, we, we didn't know if it was going to work or not. And we had set all of this stuff up with all these cameras and lights and banner and, and everything. And it was about two days into it before anybody really had any kind of an understanding of what it is that we were doing there. Including the organizers of the event. Because Worldcon is a literary science fiction convention, don't you know? And so they're not quite up to speed on... on uh, Modern technology, which is ironic given that it's a science fiction, you know, category and, and science fiction is all about, you know, gadgets and inventions and gizmos and whatnot, depending on what kind of story you're telling. But these people had a tough time wrapping their head around the fact that we wanted to broadcast live from the event. And we did that one. We did Planet Comic Con in 2017, the full-blown rig where we had cameras and computers and lights and everything. And that really at the time felt like it was going to be our new model. And of course, you know, things kind of fell apart and then the pandemic hit and nobody's doing it. And now as everybody comes back, they realize they have to do something online. And we were doing it before anybody else. So it's, you know, it's, it's six of one, half dozen the other. We get, uh, you know, we get ahead of the curve. We've been ahead of the curve since the very beginning. We just don't have the resources to do what I'd like to do with it. And we have the idea and say, hey, we want to do this. And everybody's like, you want to do what now? So did you have, do you have something, a thought to share? You pulled your microphone down and you want to, are you, are you saying anything there? Oh, I was just kind of. You're on. I know, I was making sure that, that my button was turned on, too. Yeah, yeah, you're on. <laughs> uh, no, I was just laughing at when we were at Worldcon. Um, yeah, it was only my second event that I had done since I had helped out with Kansas City Comic Con when they were still around. Um, my moment there, as everybody already knows, was chasing... George R. R. Martin out of the bathroom mm -hmm. and not having any stuff with me to get an interview. Yep. Got a selfie. Not, <laughs> not an interview. Hey, come by our booth. I got the important things. I remember talking to um, oh, what's her name? McCaffrey's son. Todd. Todd. Well, he came early. He He, he knew he had an interview with us. And he came a day early for it because he misset it on his alarm for his phone. <laughs> and he and I were chit-chatting like we were old buddies. And you were just giving me the eye. 
And afterwards, you're like, you do know who that was. Well, yeah. Okay. And you were like, I'll worry. I'm like, no. He lives down from where I went to college. So we were talking about the neighborhood. Um, so that was fun. I, I do remember that. And like you said, they didn't know what we were doing until they knew what we were doing. And at that point, I don't think you guys breathed. Yeah. And so, and, you know, Planet was fun. We had our, what was it, eight-foot stage? Yeah, it was It was the one time we've actually been up on a platform, which at the time I thought was a good idea. I was like, oh, hey, you know, it would draw attention, you know, people's attention would, would they look at us, what are they doing up there? But in hindsight, it turned out to not be the best because... We were up there. We were up there and we couldn't... Um, we couldn't interact with people. You know, you can't just reach across the table and say, here's our card. Here's our, here's our, here's our book. Here's our stuff. Well, we know that if we ever get stuck in that situation again, to bring Nerf guns. <laughs> right. I would also have to say, <coughs> because I got sick both times that year that we were supposed to go to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you guys at Celebration, Celebration because was an experience. First, it snowed in April yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. So they're having to deal with this. And then on top of that, nobody could, we were the only ones in there who could get some type of service. See, and now that, that's the thing that uh, that really just kind of boggles my mind is, is one, that nobody else was was broadcasting, was streaming from inside the hall on on the first day of the event and the fact that we were able to get a signal and nobody else was able to get a signal I'm like how do you how do you guys how are you not getting a signal in here <laughs> but I think it also as I look at it from how we now do things when we are at events mm-hmm. you get the other people who come in like stand here hey I'm doing this and whatever and between me at home, when I could sit at the computer and watch because I wasn't feeling good, and you guys and trying to reach both of you know you and McKenna somehow while you are streaming because if you're streaming, there's a good chance you're going to lose something yeah. if a text comes in. But we it's we always talk about how much we love having all of our listeners and watchers here in the chat. And we love being able to sit and chat with you while we're on air because it's live. And, you know, part of what we do, like a lot of other streamers and stuff, I mean, you know, it's not just watching a video on YouTube. You're getting to interact with us. And when we were at Celebration, because we were the only ones in there, and some people weren't going to be able to come or, at all or anything. Like, wait, wait, can you can you turn around and go back to that booth? <laughs> yeah, that, we and got that a lot. So there was that interaction of, oh, I, I've got someone here in my chat. They wanted to ask about that back there, and it gave and our our viewers were complimenting us on it. That it gave them that sense of, I'm there, but I don't have to deal with the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and the other thing too on that is a, a lot of people that are in the chat now they found us during that weekend, and uh, that's uh, you, you know 
you hear Nerdrotic and Geeks and Gamers and all of that. That's where I met Jeremy from Geeks and Gamers for the first time. And his his signal, he wasn't he wasn't able to get any kind of a signal to stream, but he had people uh, he had people telling him that hey, these guys are inside and they're broadcasting, go find them. And they told him where we were and, and you guys told met next us to the where X-Wing, if the, I remember the right, giant the TIE fighter. fighter. The TIE fighter. <laughs> and because of that interaction and the carryover that we got from the people that were watching his stream, we finally managed to get back up over our threshold in order to get our channel remonetized because YouTube being YouTube, they had changed the changed the rules on monetization on the partner program and we had lost our monetization and through that weekend all of the people that had found us through through the geeks and gamers channel uh we were able to get our monetization back so i have i have jeremy to thank for that in part because you know it would have taken a much longer for us to build back up because we had to get we had to get our subscriber count over a certain number we had to get watch tower uh, watch hours up past a, a certain point and you know dealing with youtube can be very frustrating let me say that because it's, he's putting it's, it nicely by the i way. am i am putting it very nicely and and sb i don't know if you've had this this issue and it's <laughs> it's one of those things where like wait you've changed the rules again you've changed the rules again wait what do you mean oh oh they've changed again okay so it's uh oh well hang on let me i i uh, let me turn the sound back on there you go i it's no, just it's a pain yeah i can't keep up i mean like something it's like you can play music you can't play music you you know like all these weird little clauses come in and and i get updates from twitch and tiktok all the time you know about things that i can and can't you know that you can do and yeah and like with with TikTok to get ad revenue, they switched all of that around. And I, you know, that's why I just do it for fun now. Because, <laughs> and if money comes my way, then I accept it. And you know, I, yeah, it's, it's hard to keep up across platforms. It is, and and even even then, you know, when the when the platform changes their rules. Some some people aren't aren't paying attention. I I remember uh, seeing a mention at one point, the Twitch terms of service. And for those of you who have a channel, or if you're thinking about starting a channel, this is something I think is important to remember. The Twitch terms of service call for 24 hour exclusivity on your stream. So if you stream to Twitch, they want that to be exclusive on Twitch for the first 24 hours. Past that, you can put it anywhere else. But the implication of that and what we ran into, and one of the reasons why we stopped streaming to Twitch when we were doing all these shows, is that 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 24-hour exclusivity clause prevents us from doing simulcasts. So, like, now we're broadcasting to Facebook, Odyssey, YouTube... Before we were doing, you know, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, this is before Odyssey was even a thing. But that twenty-four hour clause, okay, well, we can't we can't broadcast to Twitch now, so we have to we have to put it in online. So it's these little it's these little niggling things that that trip you have the potential to trip you up if you're not paying attention to it. And 
you know, as long as we've been doing YouTube, so many different things have changed. And, you know, it's gotten to be much less creator-friendly as it goes, which is one of the reasons why we're on the other platforms, because at some point, YouTube is either going to implode or they're going to kick us off. <laughs> so one of the things is, one of the, one or the other is going to happen, I think. I don't That's know. Why I, there's a anymore like because yeah. I, I already have one live stream and I have kind of a community there and YouTube just boggles my mind like in order to get you know people to find you because everybody also went you know with the pandemic everybody went for YouTube or Twitch luckily I was already established on Twitch you know but YouTube I would have to start all over again you know yeah so I know Christopher, were you starting to make a point too? Yeah, um, uh, there are there are even channels on YouTube that are designed uh, to like here's how to make the best uh, thumbnail to you know generate your audience and, and stuff like that. And there's like hundreds of these like tutorials and 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 it's it it, it can be like both maddening and overwhelming yeah. you know it seems like you have to be a slave to the algorithm um yeah <laughs> it's 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 a pain in the neck manny's got a question go ahead manny you can ask your question uh it, one one of the things we ran into um was it a year ago 20 i guess it was 2020 it was before the pandemic hit youtube changed their algorithm for the um the kappa rules for the whole thing with the kids and that became such a headache and and people are like what does this mean how much how much how much are we going to get dinged if we get recategorized so if we if we put out content now we have to market it it's it's safe for kids it's not meant for kids but that's such a a broad dichotomy right there i mean you could say yeah I mean, everything that we do is safe for kids. It's not intended for kids, but if kids come across our videos, it's not going to do anything to to do any serious harm. We're not, you know, they're not going to be scarred for life or anything. But now, it, what that does is, if you market for kids, it changes the algorithm for the advertising, and so it limits how much exposure you get, how much ad revenue you get, where it plays, and with recommendations. Recommendations go away completely, uh, almost. So, you know, it's just one of those things. It's just all these different things, all these different things keep changing and everything else. Manny's question. Um, <clears throat> I've heard other creators say, if you want to start your own channel, don't do it on YouTube. Go on Rumble or some other platform. What would be your advice on it? Um, yes and no. For me, uh, in my research, and and you guys can can pop in with your thoughts on this too, because uh, YouTube, as it's owned by Google, YouTube is right now still the number two search engine on the web. Google being number one, YouTube's number two. A lot of people search YouTube for videos with regard to any number of subjects. So it is 
from a from a broadcasting from a YouTube streamer creator standpoint uh having a presence on YouTube I think is advisable to have that as part of the mix but at the same time I think you also should be going to other platforms like Rumble, Twitch, uh Odyssey, uh maybe Vimeo. There's a couple of others out there that I think are are starting to do so. I think DLive is another one. Do live stream. You can live stream on TikTok. Yeah. If you get a thousand followers, I think. The the and I've brought people over from TikTok to Twitch. Yeah. Well, and you can you can stream live to Instagram. You can stream live to Twitter. And I've seen people doing that. And Twitter's got this new thing now called Spaces, which is basically like a like a Discord uh, chat room type of thing where everybody can can get on and and talk. It's audio only at this point. I don't think there's any video on it. But it's uh, the same reason why we're on so many different social media platforms. It's that uh, don't put your eggs all in one basket type of mentality where because really wherever you may fall on politics, at some point somebody may complain about something that you say or do on your channel. And if anything was to happen and if YouTube is the only place where you've got content, if if YouTube's the only place where you got programming and for whatever reason, YouTube nukes your channel, that's it. And usually they don't have any kind of, of reprieve. They don't uh, they don't have a good track record in dealing with appeals. Now there have been a few over the last few weeks I've seen where YouTube channels have been hacked and after the hack, somebody decides they're going to post a lot of stuff about, uh, you know, cryptocurrency or whatnot, and, and YouTube nukes the channel, but it's because of the hack. And there's been a lot of back and forth and a lot of fight, and it's a real struggle to get your channel back if anything happens to it. So I would say that if you're going to do YouTube, if you're going to do any kind of streaming content, any kind of video content, YouTube does need to be part of the mix despite all of the negatives against it, mainly because of the size of the platform and the potential that you have to reach people. Outside of that, a lot of it, you know, your discoverability is going to depend on what kind of stuff you're doing, how often you do it, how consistently you do it, not necessarily having a big, high-quality production value, you know, spend, look like you spend a lot of money in it, but at the very least, really lean into and buy into whatever it is that you're doing, whatever your bit is, and and hold to that and stay consistent with that. And I think people will respond to it. You'll find your audience may not be as big as you want, but it starts somewhere. And then, you know, if your audience is able to share, willing to share, that audience will grow organically. And of course, you can always spend money to advertise your channel, you know, through Google ads or whatnot, or go on to Facebook and, and buy an ad there. We've never had very good luck with that. But, you know, it's like, S SB, you've got a bit, and, and you lean into the bit, and, and it's you're finding people that respond to it, so. I do. I've never bought fans or followers. You know how 
because a lot of people get started they'll they'll buy like a bunch so it looks like they're already popular because it's human nature you know oh if they're already popular then they're they must be good to watch right you know and i think that's cheating once again so all my <laughs> followers have found me or i've found that you know through different platforms yeah yeah, and, and it's one of those things, uh, File 770 got a ding on this a while back and has lost lost reputation because of it. Because, you know, it came out that a lot of their traffic comes through Chinese bot farms. And, you know, it's like, well, okay, what does that do to your credibility? I, I don't believe in buying your audience either. Uh, I think that, I, one, I think it's fraudulent. I think it's unethical. Um, plus, you know, at some point you buy a bunch of, of followers and YouTube says, oh, hey, all of these accounts are bots. We're going to get rid of them. And suddenly you lose a thousand of your subscribers. So, you know, cause I know YouTube goes through and they clean out a lot every now and again, cause you'll see people talking about, well, my subscriber counts change and YouTube's con uh, communicated to me that occasionally they'll do that. They'll go through and they'll scrub any account that looks like a spam account or a bot account or, or something like that. So your, your subscriber count is going to fluctuate a little bit. Yeah. I mean, which is good to clear out the, you know, the stuff that's not real, but like on Twitch, like I, I've noticed when they've gone through and, and done a sweep, you know, and taken out like channels that don't exist anymore, like, you know, or, you know, people that don't, or that were clearly bots, that kind of thing. So they don't necessarily warn you that they're going to do that. So you'll get on and your, your follower count, you'll be like, you know, minus 30 people. And you're like, what? But, you know, <laughs> yeah. I started 30 people decided they hate me just out of the blue. <laughs> well, and it's and and Christopher, you can you can weigh in on this, too. What what kind of things draw you into a channel? Because, you know, uh, you know, we talk about organic growth. We talk about audience building out and, and sharing links with other people. What, what particular circumstances are there that, that lean toward, uh, I really love this channel. I'm going to tell a lot of people about it. Because we, we invite people to share the links and share the channel and, and share the videos and whatnot. I'm not sure how much of that is is going on. Some of it probably does, but what what has to what circumstances have to obtain in order for you to share a video that you've seen? Hmm. Well, well, for me, I uh, I do watch this one channel that does these bad movie roasts, and um, it's. It, it's just it's really funny it, it always just brings me a laugh um but the thing is that these bad movie roasts aren't you know mean-spirited they're like oh my god look at this editing you know right and and the camaraderie between the uh the presenters is is really great although um this not necessarily the channel, but these these two presenters have been around for like ten years. So it's it's like you mentioned before, like a you know a, a thirteen year you know overnight success sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, they had an interesting thing where they would they put up a little blurb on YouTube saying, "Hey, we're going live on Twitch now. Come over and join us." 
And then after the 24 hour exclusivity uh, clause is over, they take clips from their live show and then they post them back onto YouTube. And frankly, I, I watched the clips on YouTube rather than, you know, going to, uh, going to, to Twitch and spending like the three or four hours that are over there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I've seen other, you know, bad movie channels, but they always seem to me to be like really mean spirited, you know, like, Oh gosh, this is just, you know, a bunch of trash and, and like, look at me. I'm, uh, not to drop names, but I'm, I'm so snobby about stuff, you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, it's, it, I don't know. It, to me, it, I, I, I prefer like the movie roasts that are celebrating, you know, how bad this movie is and enjoying it for being bad, you know, and saying, look, take some time out of your day and watch this, you know, watch Matilda the Hun go after, you know, a space alien or something like that, you know, yeah, that sort of thing. Well, you're going to get a genuine laugh. And that's the other thing, because when I sit there and I and I look at all of these different things and we've talked about this a number of times before, this idea of the rage bait, clickbait, uh, hating on everything. And like you're talking about where where it's not really so much. Uh, a tongue-in-cheek roast so much as it is we're just going to hate on this thing i've never had any interest in doing that kind of a of a show and it 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 troubles me let me say that so many people respond to that kind of program because I get where we are right now in the world. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of paranoia. And some of that, I'm sure, has been fed by the media and various different uh, bad actors in the mix. But we, as a, as a people, we need to be a little bit kinder. We need to be a little bit more optimistic, a little more considerate of others. And I don't see that a whole lot on the internet. <laughs> and that's, that's why the people that find me stay with me. Like I have longevity, you know, quality over quantity. And I've even had like, people are still with me from when I started three years ago, you know, and like one of them, because I deal with a lot of people that have some developmental disabilities and mental disabilities too, you know, and, but they're, you know, they're functioning, but right. it, you know, they just feel safe there. And one of, one of my people who's a high fu functioning autistic man, he's, he said that, cause he's very blunt, you know, that my, my live stream is the only live stream he's ever followed, you know, for so long. He found me my first week. And he's never left. And he says it's because even though I do, you know, it's always just talking and stuff. He feels like, you know, because I answer back. I, I am very consistent with my chat and I try and be personal with with everyone. And it, it's really a lot about the connection. I mean, I don't have a, a high budget, you know, but I am I do engage and I ask questions and, you know, I, I just try to be a pleasant, you know, <laughs> force out there right so and i get the trolls i 
I am just unbelievably nice to them all the time. And I mean, I'm telling you, my conversion rate from troll to like viewer is very high. You know, it's it's almost like that guy, um, and I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. He was on Joe Rogan here not too long ago. He is he is black. He's an activist, and he actually engages with the KKK. And you know, it's like you 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 guys you guys all hate me because of the color of my skin. Why don't we sit down and have a conversation, one on one, and we'll talk person to person like real people? And he's he's convinced a number of them to leave the clan and and it's you know it's that kind of thing those kind of conversations that lead to progress and i gotta say we've been yeah you know what i mean well and we've been we've been very fortunate with that you mentioned trolls you mentioned people we've had we've had our detractors before uh, I'm thinking of a particular incident where we broke the internet for a little while, but um, and that one, that one actually is still having repercussions. We find there was Daryl Davis. Thank you, Keely. That's the that's that's the guy. Yeah. Um, we we did an interview back in June. I'm not going to mention who we talked to because I don't want to start anything up again. But we did an interview that just blew up because of some some one little thing that was taken out of context, and it was used essentially to destroy this man's business. And the discussion in the cha- in the in the comment thread generally was okay, but you know there were some there were some rude comments in in and among all of that discussion and i was actually really surprised that we didn't get more and i was also pleasantly surprised that we as a channel didn't get dragged along with everything else that happened because that could have very well gone very badly for us and so far it hadn't <clears throat> i'm i'm happy i'm happy about that um but yeah there's there's always that there's always that concern where, you know, you're, and, and this goes back to Manny's question before about being on YouTube. YouTube has a number of tools, copyright strikes, uh, flagging for abusive terms of service and all that stuff. A lot of that stuff gets abused and gets misused. And if I don't, if I don't like what you say, I'm going to get a bunch of, bunch of my people that come in here and we're going to false flag and we're going to, we're going to you know, get in and, and review bomb the channel. I think it's one of the reasons why the dislike button has been deactivated, mainly to protect the bigger media outlets, you know, the Disney's and the ESPN's and the NBC's and that kind of thing. Uh, and and it kind of it kind of works to protect some of the smaller creators too from getting review bombed and whatnot. But I still think that it's cowardly that uh, that they had to 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 go that route. I don't know. It's it, it's YouTube has been a definite experience. <laughs> I'll say that. Is there's Battle Hog? Yes, he has made his appearance. <clears throat> He's trying to push me off the couch. Oh, of course, like they do, right? That's a pork butt. But he's going now. He's going behind me. There he is. <laughs> there's Dashiell. <laughs> it's it's uh, like you were mentioning about you know having like possibly mentioning something that would you know offend someone or you know just like send the comments into an an, an uproar and like with my with my little 
part of the show, I always have to really kind of take that into consideration um is especially with the movies that i uh that i highlight because i mean some of them you know just have titles that that um are you know that titles that were designed you know for you to see them on the uh, on the video shelf and go wait a second oh let me pick this up you know right and and um i'm like I, I I run stuff by you, you know, um, just to to see if we you know could possibly you know do it because we don't show any you know of the movie clips or or anything like that or, or something like that. But it's it's always a concern because you know for every you know Doctor Alien, there's also um, a Frankenhooker <laughs> or something you know, right. which is not it's not you know what you think it is it's a comedy you know and and that and it happens to be one of bill murray's favorite movies so there you go there's a little bit of cachet with that but well and you get into you get into conversations like that where where where's the line you know because if if youtube's got a line and we've got a line in particular for our channel you know i've always said you know we're pg-13 or better generally fan Family friendly on one end, PG thirteen on the other, and just just talking about a film doesn't necessarily uh, mean you know cross that line. And of course, you know everybody's got different tastes, and and you can recommend a film or not recommend a film, and and it could be something I I don't have any interest in that movie, or hey, this looks this looks pretty interesting. I'll maybe I'll I'll check it out. I think that that also is a strength for us that we've had over the last 13 years, the fact that we've got so many different perspectives and different points of view as part of this staff continues to, to mix and percolate and, and shift where we, have, uh, where we have a lot of different perspectives. And it's not this monolith where everybody thinks the same thing. You know, not everybody has to agree with me. And I think that's also one of the things where you talk about social media, you know, all of these different platforms where sci-fi for me has a presence, that's the brand. And it's not necessarily me or Tim or Christopher or Mindy or Leslie or anybody else. It's this is the brand. And I think that's keeping that in my head makes it easier to. It's still a challenge. It's still really tough not to say certain things to certain people about certain things because certain people are being stupid on the internet and just like, oh man, I really, I really, no, I can't. Because the brand has to be, you know, over here. We got, this is all we're going to talk We're going to talk about the, the, the reviews that we do and here are the conventions that we're going to and this is that and the other. And not engage in so much of the silliness that's online. And has that helped or hurt our growth? Who knows? I don't know. Uh, Keely says, Frankenhooker was one of Adam Wilcox's favorite movies. Adam Wilcox, The Groovinator, Raiders of the Lost Flicks, uh, no longer with us. But, uh, yeah, it, you know, and, and everybody can have those guilty pleasures, you know, those those films that you like to watch that nobody else likes or even has heard of. So, yeah, it's, well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... You, you, 
you mentioned on uh, uh, Foreign Bodies uh, uh, coming up later this afternoon that um, they're going to be highlighting blood on Satan's claw. Yeah, I've got a copy of that and I've got like the whole, you know, bells and whistles about that. And I love that sort of stuff. But um, Foreign Bodies does an excellent job of like exploring, you know, those foreign films. And I'm glad that I found my little like niche over here, you know, even though it, uh, well, I was going to say, even though it's schlocky, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, it's, it's really fun and stuff like that. So it's just another, you know, way to uh, get the word out there that, uh, you know, there are these movies that can, you know, brighten your day for being so bad, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and today besides, besides blood on Satan's claw, they're, they're also looking at a movie called Lepterica, from 1963, and something called Tilbury from 1987. So I will, Oh, yes, be... yes, yes. Uh, uh, Tilbury is, um, let's see, it's Finnish. And, no. um, yeah, it's, it's it's a really great one, too. So, see, I, I, I watch other stuff other than, you know, Frankenhooker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's one of those things. Uh, yeah, it's like I said, everybody's got different tastes, everybody's got different interests, and I think that's one of the things that as you go, for those of you who have, have never seen anything that we've done before or you're, or you're brand new and you're still kind of exploring, there's a lot of different things here to enjoy as well because we've got a number of different shows and everybody's got different uh, different talents and skills that they bring to the table. And I've been very pleased uh, with the, the, the mix of of talent that we've had on the various different shows and, and the dot com and all of that. And it's uh, it's just one of those things where things will continue to evolve and things will continue to grow. And and as we uh, as we go into year 14, you know, we'll see what happens. So um, that's the that's the beauty of it. You never know. I mean, we keep we keep making all of these plans, and then I hit these abort or pivot points where it's like, okay, this isn't quite working. What do we need to adjust? And uh, it's a it's a constant uh, state of learning and evolving and adjusting, and eventually we'll get it right, I guess. <laughs> so. And then it'll uh, change. <laughs> yeah, then it'll change. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the the vault of uh, Killer Bee's uh, merch table. So, <laughs> right. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, and see, and that's the other thing. I was like, well, we're only two thousand subscribers. Do we start selling merch? Do we start with the memberships? I mean, we qualify for memberships. Do we open that up and do we start doing that? I mean, uh, we could we could sell mugs. We could sell T-shirts. We could do that. I just have. I don't, I don't have any idea if anybody be interested in something like that. You know, that's it's, my. You know, hmm. you know, I have people ask me all the time because I have a logo, and you know, I there I have some fun little catchphrases and stuff, and people ask me all the time. I just, you know, I'm like, do I want to open an Etsy shop or something? You know, like, yeah. I have enough interest. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's something that's something that we've been talking because we've been talking about mugs for a while. And we were going to do it, and then we ran into an issue with one of them and ended up not not staying with that vendor. Uh, and we've got a vendor for mugs. We're still pinning down all of the details as far as, like, making sure that the artwork uh, works properly with the, with the machines they got. Uh, but once we have that in place, we can start selling mugs, and it's just, you know, 
we got to figure out whether or not it'd be even worth the time. So, anyways, we'll get there. Uh, Kaylee says to everyone at Sci-Fi for Me TV, live long and prosper. Well, thank you very much. We do appreciate that, and and I do want to thank everybody for being here. Uh, we're going to go ahead and close out. Um, uh, uh, SB, where can people find you on the web? Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And I do have a YouTube t- channel, but it's more of like a dumping ground for videos than anything. I don't go live on there usually. Right. But it's all under SB the Every Fairy. I made it easy. All Every right. single one. Christopher, you're part of the operation here, but you have a particular program and niche. Why don't you tell people about it? Uh, Yes, uh, it's uh, Vault of the Killer Bees, and uh, currently we're just doing some uh, reviews and highlights of uh, various uh, schlocky kind of exploitation movies. Um, Now, uh, exploitation has a bad rap, or at least that term, but we're trying to uh, let the audience know that uh, it's not exploitative of, you know, the performers or actors. It's uh, exploitative of a per- particular uh, situation or, you know, just it's just fun, just fun sort of stuff. And that's on Good Morning Multiverse, which happens uh, usually every weekend. And that come come rain or shine. <laughs> All right, and uh, coming up a little bit later on today, we've talked about Foreign Bodies. We've mentioned that normally it is on every other Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, and uh, circumstances were such that we missed our window last Saturday because Mr. Harvey's computer crashed, but it's kind of fortuitous because now we can do a show today during the anniversary day, so at 5.30 p.m. Central... 6.30 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 Central, we will have a Folk Tales number 2 uh, as part of the Foreign Bodies program. And then, later on tonight, I am going to be on a number of streams here talking about the channel. I'm going to start over there on the Critical Blast channel, uh, talking live with R.J. Carter. We're also going to be over at Chaos Central on the Rule of Three uh, in uh, the next hour, the, the Critical Blast is going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Chaos Central and Pete Samedi both having streams in the 9 Eastern hour. So we're going to show up over on there. And then at the 10 o'clock Eastern hour, 9 Central, uh, we'll be over on the Shill Shack for Dojo Kun comics. So hopefully you join us for all of those things. Uh, and we'll see about uh, expanding. I might actually even go over to Twitch and play a little solitaire today. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks very much. I know I've got a thing set up for, for a call-in, but I think we're going to go ahead and, and, and pull that out because I, I still got to eat. So I'm, we're going to break for lunch, and we will be back uh, here, Foreign Bodies, at 6.30, 5.30 Eastern, which is basically in four hours from now if you're with us live. Uh, we will be back for that. And we might do some stuff in the meantime, in the middle. Who knows? But uh, but stick with us and uh, join us on socials. And if you want to, uh, if you want to throw some money our way, you're more than welcome to do that. There's all of the stuff. You can screen grab that. Uh, all of the different places where you can find us, the different video platforms, the different social medias. Sign up for our newsletter. I'm hoping uh, to get one out here very soon because it's been January since since we got one out. So... Uh, be looking for that. 
in the meantime, feel free to look at all of the other videos that we've got. And we will be back to do this again tomorrow. It's Thursday, which means we're going to be talking about Superman and Lois. James will be here. We're going to be kicking around the latest episode there. And, of course, Good Morning Multiverse on Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with the week's headlines in science fiction, fantasy, and uh, horror. And I want to thank one more time my guests today, SB, the Every Fairy, and Christopher Hoffman. And we will be back, and I want to thank all of you for being here. And uh, I'll leave you with this thought. If the truth hurts, well, the truth hurts. I had this in my head earlier. When the truth hurts, and you're fighting it, why are you fighting the truth? That's not exactly how I had it in my head. But basically, if the truth hurts you, there's got to be a reason for it. Don't fight it. Remember, there are four lights. Have a good day, everyone. We'll be back. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.